Hey, welcome everybody. It is February 21st and it is our Sunday evening Hope for Our Times Prophecy Update. We want to welcome you who are watching wherever you are in the world. Four o'clock on the uh, Pacific coast of the United States, seven o'clock East Coast and wherever else you are watching in the world, we thank you. And uh, listen, we have a prophecy conference. I forgot about this. Both Ed Heinsen and Don Stewart will be at the 412 Church on March 7th at 4 p.m. And it's a, that's a free event. It is first come, first serve. You can get information at hopeforourtimes.com at the events page. And then we have a prophecy conference coming in June. And uh, you'll hear more information about that. That's going to be really exciting. That'll be in Huntington Beach, California. Uh, there will be information also in the events page at HopeForOurTimes.com as soon as this event is made available. But with that, listen, I have a, a real treat for you. Um, I, I get this question all the time from my viewers. Will you ever have Brandon Holdhouse on your program <laughs> to do anything with you? Conferences, uh, please. In fact, I just got a text an hour ago from a friend of mine. They said, you're talking with Brandon Holdhouse? You're kidding me. <laughs> they were so excited about it. Please tell them that we said hi. So with that, uh, you're in for a real treat tonight. You're going to be absolutely blessed. I'm so blessed. Welcome, Brandon. This is great having you here. Hey, thanks, Tom. Appreciate it, man. So I, I really enjoy watching your videos. They're inspiring. They're also very informative. And uh, I'm encouraged by them. I learn a lot when I watch your videos, too, which I like. And uh, it's, it's good I'm for glad. me. And I know you just want to get going with it. You're from Rock Harbor Church up in Bakersfield. Yeah, yeah, right, in, right there in the middle of the San Joaquin Valley. Yep. And for those uh, everybody watching that's not from California area or even Southern California area, we are about, I'm guessing, 150 miles away from each other. Sound yeah. about right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've driven past Bakersfield many times. It is highly unlikely you have ever driven to or through the place that I live, but uh, <laughs> but uh, we're we're further south than you, as as, as you know. Uh, but yeah. for all of our viewers, connect the dots. Uh, both of us are pastors that are doing church in a state that doesn't like us doing church. That's but, right. But praise the Lord, we are here to worship the Lord, and we're supposed to be faithful to our calling, and the church yeah. is supposed to be gathering. And with that, Brandon, you said, let's just get going before we started this. So here we are. Okay. Uh, let, let's roll. Okay. Many messages you've done. You've talked about QAnon. Yeah. I've got a load of questions for you. So okay. we'll start off with QAnon. What is it and what do they believe? And with that, there's a lot of Christians that have been, I would say, caught up in it. Uh, so, sure. So give us your input, what you know about QAnon. Well, um, QAnon, um, I would call it an internet cult. Now, the reason I call that because they don't have necessarily a base of operation per se, a location like the Mormons do in Utah or something like that, but it is an internet cult. And the reason I call it a cult is because it lures people with conservative ideas, conservative things that even Christians would support, obviously. They're, they're uh, against uh, abortion and, and they're, they, they talk a lot about the pedophilia that's going on behind closed doors, sex trafficking and stuff like that, which a normal Christian would be against, obviously. But when you study them further, they have a, a um, theology embedded in their politics. 
And they've said things like um, it, Trump's going to win and he's going to put all these people in jail and Trump's going to usher in the thousand year reign. And they're like, whoa, time out, time out. Trump doesn't usher in any reign. Only Messiah does that at the second coming. And so that was a first click in my mind that, wait a second, they're saying things acting as if this is from the Bible, but twisting it like a cult would. And they would say things that we're going to have a third great awakening and we're going to see, you know, the kingdom come and the United States is going to return back to its biblical roots and which we all would love to see. But they would lure people in like that, but then give them that false theology, which you and I both know Mm -hmm. um, man can't usher in the Mm -hmm. kingdom. Um, Only Christ can at the second coming. So that was the first tip off. So when you start studying them a little bit more in depth, you realize they were off theologically, but politically conservative. But then they would bring in a mixture of really radical conspiracy theorists that they could not back up. And the way you understood that they were conspiracy theorists is because they would say outlandish things and they would say, well, I can't reveal my source. Mm-hmm. We, we have people on the inside telling us this and that. Well, when you hear that kind of language, then you know that they're probably making stuff up, which after this election proved that they made mm-hmm. up. Trump didn't arrest anybody. He didn't win the election mm-hmm. like they said he would. And so it got a lot of Christians wrapped up into it because – they said what Christians want to hear. Who wouldn't want another four years? Uh, uh, you know, and it, no one wants Biden in there and Kamala Harris, for goodness sake. But that tickled their ears and they bought into it. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, this QAnon thing, it started dividing Christians because some Christians like me would say, wait a second, that's a cult. And other Christians would totally defend it and, and swear by it and say, no, you're the one that's crazy. You don't get it and actually cause division, which is a hallmark of a cult. Mm-hmm. So that's my short of it. Yeah, well, I, I'm sure you got emails like I did from people that were saying, um, when it came to QAnon, uh, basically saying, you don't understand what's really going on. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you're out of touch. Uh, you don't really get it. You're not really in touch with God. You know, these kind of things. You're and right. I learned to ignore all of the QAnon uh, emails I was getting. But also, you, 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 you touched on videos, and I was, uh, I started being sent all kinds of videos before the election uh, that yeah. Trump was going to be, uh, he was going to win the election, it was going to be a landslide, it was going to be this, it was going to be that. And before the election happened, no, right after the election happened, I had one uh, individual, I was sitting in a meeting with him. There were several of us, and it was regarding uh, some of the court cases here in California. And uh, one of them, he he understands some of the Bible. Um, He he, uh, doesn't understand a lot of Bible prophecy, but what happened was he brought it up, and he goes, okay, all you Bible prophecy people said that Trump was going to win, and he's lost. 
So what does that tell me about what you guys call Bible prophecy? Right. And I said, well, you never heard me say that. And right. I said, if you ever watched me or some of my other colleagues that I associate with, including you, um, yeah. I said, you, you, you're going to hear us stick to the Bible. I said, I said, that's not Bible prophecy, these things that you have been hearing. And they've done a lot of damage to, I believe, even the, the calling that you and I both have. Second uh, Peter chapter 3 even talks about in the last days, scoffers will come say, where's the promise of his coming? We've always heard that. I think this yeah. adds fuel to that fire. Oh, man, most definitely. I mean, Satan's pretty clever to drum up a prophetic cult like QAnon so that you and I and the other conservative prophecy teachers can get lumped up in with the tinfoil hat brigade. And that's been done to us with all these other date setters, these blood moon types, um, everything that, you know, the wackadoos out there that get themselves out there. Well, we get lumped in that. So I think Satan is pretty clever in trying to discredit us by these types of individuals. And, uh, and, and you're right, like the, the person said to you, well, you know, you guys are pretty much all the same, aren't you? Um, no, we're not the same. And, and, but unfortunately, it, yeah, it discredits us. Uh, and we're in that camp sometimes um, as a broad brush approach. That's why a lot of these churches won't have anything to do with prophecy mm -hmm. because of all the wackadoos out there. So I get it. Um, but it's part of, I guess it's part of being a prophecy teacher is that you have to be able to accept them lumping you into that, mm -hmm. which you do, I do, everyone else does, and just take it on the chin and realize, no, that's not what I'm saying. Um, and here's the deal. It comes back to what said in Revelation, he who has an ear, let him hear. If people really want the truth, uh, the truth will get to them somehow. Amen. That, that's fantastic. And, you know, we're called to bring the truth. And the reason why we have solid Bible teaching for the rest of the Bible is because there's false teaching out there and people need to know the truth about Jesus Christ. That's so you right. need to get right teaching. Same thing with Bible prophecy. We need to uh, bring the truth. And, and you know, you don't have to uh, answer anything on this, but I look at uh, as some things you mentioned Trump, and I know this doesn't go well with all of our viewers, but I look and you mentioned the only one that's going to usher in the millennial kingdom is the Messiah. And right. what's happened in our country, and really you can you could even look at the world, is they're looking for a political savior. That political yes. that is not the Messiah. No matter what happens on the right or the left, and Brandon, I look at it, the world is set up to receive that political savior as the Messiah, and that's going to be the Antichrist. And it's going to be yes. people on both the right and the left because they're prepared for it. And, and I'm afraid that so many that have believed the conservative side of things are falling into a trap and, and their eyes have gotten off of Jesus. Yeah, and, and, and I, I will, if you don't mind, make a comment about that. There is a rising problem in these last few years that I have noticed, and I've talked to other Bible prophecy teachers about it to, just to make sure I'm seeing the right thing. Am I crazy or what? I have seen this, um, how do I want to put this? This blending of Christianity with um, a, an overdue on a political rescue, that there's going to be politicians that are going to rescue the Christians and mm -hmm. give them their rights and all that mm -hmm. other stuff. 
And it's not only happening with American Christians, but I'm also noticing it's happening to Israeli mm-hmm. Christians as well. And, and again, it's this, it's, it's mixing the priorities. Yes, Messiah is the only one that can fix our world. I'm still politically active. I'm still politically in the know, but I don't put my eggs in a basket for someone like even Trump or another political savior to make things right. From what I've learned in this last election, even though I believe it was an election fraud and and things were done totally wrong, I think it happened. God is allowing that because that's how close we are. And he's given America what it really deserves. I hate to say that and people don't like that. But unfortunately, you can look at what where where our country's been and where it's going and nothing's stopping that train, Mm -hmm. which leads to a fast track to the tribulation. Yeah. And so um, I'm not looking for a political savior. In fact, I'm not looking for another four years. I'm looking for Messiah to rapture us at the, at the due time. And I, I should expect the world to go uh, towards this tribulation. Yeah. Um, and I think, unfortunately, there's been an unhealthy imbalance of that that's weighted too much on politics right now. Mm-hmm. Again, my opinion, but I'm not the only one who sees it. No, I would say your opinion is spot on. I am looking, I can't wait to be raptured. I look at what's happening. It seems like every single thing is pointing to the tribulation. Uh, we are racing towards the tribulation period. So yes. I, think, I think your answer was great. Okay, so with that same, along that same thought, why is it that you, or what do you think is the reason why so many Christians cannot connect the dots uh, regarding Bible prophecy? I mean, I have my uh, thoughts on it, but I like how you think, so I want to hear from you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's probably along the same lines as you, John. We all think alike, man. And, and, you know, obviously the big one is the majority of churches here in America are Reformed, covenantal, which means they don't have a, a, a pre-trib, pre-millennial eschatology or view of the end time. So to them, the kingdom, the kingdom, the, the tribulation period has all been spiritualized, it's allegorized, and it's not taken literally. So you have a... a good chunk of Christians that simply won't hear anything from the pulpit. So they're just in ignorance, basically, uh, theologically, because of the churches and the pastors they listen to. And that would be the majority. And along with that is replacement theology that's involved in those churches. So those people don't even see the spiritual significance of Israel anyway. So you and I bringing up Israel to them is it just goes right over their head. Mm -hmm. So that's that. Then you have the element of Second Peter three, where you have the scoffers. And there are legitimate Christian scoffers. And I can go through a whole list of Christian leaders who have scoffed at uh, the whole prophetic scenario. And so they are there. And then they tell their people that what you and I believe is escapism. It's not taught in the Mm -hmm. Bible that John Darby made it up Mm -hmm. and we're following some lunatic from, you know, a couple hundred years ago and not following scriptures. So we have the scoffing element. And then let me add another element. You have the fear element. And this is where I see, obviously, a lot of problems there, and it's not being addressed. Now, what I mean by the fear element is that because of the immaturity of believers, they cannot accept the meat of the word. They're only on the milk. And therefore, when you deal with prophecy, you're you're dealing with the meat because you have to—it's a mosaic. You have to put a lot of parts together— 
And, and that requires a certain amount of maturity. It also requires a certain amount of maturity to accept that reality. And what I have noticed is that there's an element in the church called Laodicea that's indifferent because of their fear of their lives being taken away mm -hmm. from them. And what do I mean by that is a lot of people have this dream of their life of how they want it to go, and they, they are set for retirement. This is how they're going to raise their kids. But you and I come and we tell them, look, we can be raptured tomorrow or tonight. And that just blows their whole dreams up. And so we're having a lot of Christians that are hanging on to this world too much, hanging on to their lives, not willing to lose it. As Messiah said, you can only gain your life by losing your life. And that element stays right now in denial. Tom, there's so many Christians that are telling me. I know once we get past this vaccine, everything's going to return back to normal and we're going to have our lives back. And I'm, I'm like, you're not in reality. You're in flat out denial. And the longer they stay in denial, what you and I are saying is just is going to go in one ear and out the other because that messes up their life. And so I would add that element is and it is a very strong element that I'm even seeing in remnant churches, which is a denial of the reality of biblical prophecy happening around them. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that's my take on it. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I, I look at it and I think um, Bible prophecy is hard for a lot of people to receive for exactly the reason you said. They want to raise their kids, grandkids, and on down the list want to have this nice house. Hence, it also leads to why I think people are looking for a political savior, not the Messiah. Yeah. But, you, you know, I was talking with uh, J.D. Frog the other day about uh -huh. this similar dynamic. Back in the first century, you had the Sadducees and the Pharisees, the liberals and the conservatives. They wanted a political savior. So, yeah. Jesus was completely rejected, so much so he's put on the cross, they didn't want a Messiah. The problem is, same thing's happening today. It's a, it's a very similar environment. People just want to have their world, uh, and, and they don't want to hear these things. But listen, we are, the, the reason, I mean, we look at Bible prophecy, these prophetic signs tell us about the hope that is coming, and people have missed the per, they've missed who Christ is in their salvation, assuming they are saved, and yeah. then uh, miss that and not understanding. Look, when you die, you're going to be in the presence of the Lord forever and ever and ever. To me, that is that's glorious, you know. Yeah. But and I'm thinking, you know, where are we? But where are we as a church? You mentioned Laodicea, the lukewarm church. That looks to me like a good description of where America and the whole Western world is as far as churches go. And um, yeah. So it's and, not and, and think you're totally right. And that Laodicean mindset, it's hard for Laodicean believers to pray thy kingdom come. Because oh. if you're praying that prayer, that means that I am wanting the kingdom to come. And that means that Jesus has to return, sit on the throne of David. Well, that so I gave this scenario out last week to my Wednesday night Bible study class. You got Christians praying that, you know, America has a revival and America gets back to God, which would be great. But, they, you know, they wanted Trump back in and another four years. I said, what is what it might be showing us is that God is saying, if you pray that I'm not going to answer that because that's delaying my son from sitting on the throne. I'm not going to give you another four years because we need to get this rolling because I want to put my son back on the throne of David. So thy kingdom come in that prayer request that, mm -hmm. that was modeled, 
all believers should be kingdom oriented, that we we don't want any more delay of the kingdom. And so, unfortunately, a lot of Christians, I think, because of the scene, would rather have a delay mm-hmm. because they want to get their life done. They want to live their life. So they, they only want Jesus coming back when they're 80 years old on their deathbed. And it's just like, no, that's 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 worldly thinking, not kingdom focused. Yeah. So anyway, uh, no, that's great. I, that just reminded me of a story. It was, it was many years ago. I was uh, probably 25 years ago. I was teaching a singles ministry. And, um, and out of that, it was a pretty large group and I would do weddings, you know, uh-huh. uh, which, you know, they, so, but I, 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 at the time I was already teaching Bible prophecy. So I, they'd hear about the rapture. They come to the singles group. They hear about the rapture. They'd hear about Bible prophecy. Sure. They'd say, Pastor Tom, we really want to get married, but we hope the rapture doesn't come until after we get married. <laughs> but that's, that's it. you know, that's, 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 the, it. That, that's the mindset. Right. You got it. That's, that's what I'm talking about, man. Right on. All right. I want to move on from here because okay. we live in an environment that is, I mean, we can see things changing. They're changing fast. Uh, you had mentioned uh, some of the things that uh, the Joe Biden administration has already implemented. And you yeah. said that the state has become God. And for the globalists, the prize was America, and now they have it. What, what were your thoughts on that? Well, the, the one thing, as you and I both know, uh, that prophecy predicts a global government. And um, they've been wanting it. When I say they, the globalists, the even the Europeans and a lot of other countries have have wanted this this global answer to solve man's problems. And so they've been working on globalism for a long time. But the one thing that stood in their way was America. Um, our constitution, the, the types of people we have in America who love freedom and their rights, and obviously based on the Judeo-Christian ethics, that stands in the way. Well, they have been working to undermine America for for decades upon decades. I mean, this goes back way back. You know, you're talking 30s and 40s. And uh, they finally have enough people in place in order to implement their plan to take over America. And they have. They have. Because when we say they've taken over America, they control every significant institution that controls information, whether that's the media, government, uh, education. They control all of education. They control Hollywood. They control Mm -hmm. now the churches, believe Mm -hmm. it or not. There's a ton of churches on board with this wokeness that comes from the system. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, they had to get America and and. A lot of times in the old the old days, people would prophesy, well, I just can't see America not existing. Well, mm-hmm. that's not what we're seeing. America will exist, but because it's been taken over, it will come under this global government, especially with a Biden uh, campaign. So they got their prize. They won. And and whether it was you know stolen through the election, which I believe it, it was stolen, um, they did it. And, and that's why we know there's no going back. Um, if they can rig an election and, and, and drum up false charges and, everyone, and the Supreme Court not even hear it, not even mm-hmm. look at the evidence behind it, then we're sunk because mm-hmm. we have no one to turn to anymore. So they took over America and they, they, they have control of it. And that's why I say that the final, the final piece of the puzzle has been captured. Mm-hmm. And it's, it wasn't that it was overnight. My point is it, it, it was a long time in coming. It built up to this point. 
And so we live in that time where it finally came to fruition. So what should we expect? We should expect more globalism. We should expect more imperialism uh, to come from outside entities like the World Economic Forum or the UN or whatever to start telling Americans what to do now, despite us having a constitution. So that's what I kind of meant by that. Mm -hmm. Um, And we were in the way of globalism. That was it. And the last thing to do is not necessarily a country. The one thing that prevents globalism is uh, the free market system. They got to get rid of the free market Mm -hmm. system. They got to go to a digital currency and they got to go to a more communistic, globalistic, uh, communitarian type of economy. Um, So we should expect them to kill the dollar to, to keep printing off money through quantitative easing and, and destroy a cash, uh, sorry, destroy our cash and go to a cashless system. Mm-hmm. So it was those two big things. Yeah, and that's also biblical when you look at Bible prophecy. So when we, when we watch what's developing and everything that you just explained, the Bible talks about a system in Revelation chapter 13 that will be what's going to be in place in the last days. So if yeah. a person is studying Bible prophecy, this shouldn't catch you by surprise. Um, right. it, 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 we've, we've been told by the Lord, Old Testament, New Testament, the words of Jesus himself, we have s- hundreds of signs of the second coming. So this isn't a surprise, it's disturbing, but we're sounding the alarm for everybody to, to, to look at what's happening. And then you also mentioned this about the system, um, the, the election being stole. I, I agree. But with that, I get questions, well, if it's stole, something needs to be done about it. That, that, listen, God is sovereign in, in all of this. God is sovereign even in uh, Joe Biden being the president, even if he's got handlers that are making the decisions for him regardless. God is sovereign. And when ancient uh, Israel was judged, and Judah, uh, they had corrupt judges, they had corrupt politicians, they had corrupt kings. There was corruption all over. There were genuine people who loved the Lord in that time when both the Assyrians destroyed the north and, and Babylonians, the southern kingdom. You have all of the prophets came out of that, the good prophets. So yeah. there were genuine people who loved the Lord. However, there were, they had voted or they had allowed these corrupt judges and corrupt politicians and corrupt priests. Uh, the, it was, there was uh, corruption at the temple. It was at every level higher up the side. That's yes. what we're seeing. Sure, there's genuine believers here in America, but we're seeing a similar dynamic, I believe, uh, here in the United States that happened in the Old Testament. Uh, yeah, agree. Um, because I get I get that a lot too. Well, we should do something about it. that's injustice. I agree. But who said the world was fair? Because the Bible says the fall happened and sinful men run this world and the God of this world runs this mm-hmm. world. And therefore, um, like they say, well, we should do what what happened in the Revolutionary War. And, 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 and I, I say, do you realize that you're, ma- you're making a historical connection or parallel that doesn't exist? You're comparing apples to oranges. Back then... We had statistically, they say 98% of the country was Christian. We don't have that today. So they actually could do something because they were in the majority uh, of people. And then also, um, that being said, what could a Christian do? 
what is a Christian allowed to do? I mean, yes, we can be more political. We can go try to change things. But what if the political system has now been rigged that we now have a one party system and the Republicans are just as bad as the Democrats? I mean, I'm, my background is political science. These guys who are in Washington, they're all paid off. They don't they don't do anything for their constituents. They do what they're told to do by those who give them donations. That's the political reality. Our political system is corrupt. If the political system is corrupt, there is no chance of changing it. So the essence then is, and what I find in scripture is this, if I cannot change leadership, whether that's in the government or in a church, I am obligated then to remove myself from that system and come out of her my people is the principle, which means that this, I need to focus more on what I need to be doing as far as the Great Commission is concerned, rather than trying to form a third party and try to reelect someone in four years. Yeah. That's the reality of things. Now, people don't like to hear that, but I'm going to tell you what, I'm as conservative as they come. And I realize what God is saying. It's over. Mm-hmm. You're not getting it back. Yeah. And, and for me to try to go in the flesh and try to regain this back, I'm, I'm spinning my wheels at this point in time. Yeah. I'm not accepting the reality of things. Yep. And, and so anyway, people disagree yeah. with me on that, but I've seen too much. Well, that's part of doing what we do, disagreeing people <laughs> yeah. and getting, getting people a little bit up, upset just hearing the truth. But I look at it and I believe, you know, I mean, I don't know the heart of God, but as I observe things that have taken place, I believe we are already experiencing God's judgment, not the tribulation yet. But I do believe it. But when I look at Romans chapter one, yeah. three times God says, I will give them over. I will give them over. And finally, I will give them over to a debased mind. Uh, and you look at the base mind, I think it was, uh, I can't remember who it was said uh, several years ago, uh, a prophecy teacher, a debased mind means I'll give them over to the place where they cannot make a decision in their best interest. And yes. you watch what our political leaders are doing on the right and the left. It is disastrous either way. There's great deception. It's like we're already watching the beginning of the delusion and, yeah. and our leaders are making decisions that are the worst possible decisions, yet God also says in Romans 1, professing to be wise, I'll show them to be fools. It looks like that's what we're we're watching. And it appears to me we've been given over for judgment. And as I watch these different things, I think there's always hope for salvation. People still have life or we wouldn't be doing this. You know, why would we be proclaiming these things if there wasn't hope? But as far as America goes, my hope is in Jesus Christ. That's right. The kingdom that is coming. Uh, our, we are citizens of heaven. And um, you know, I look That's at right. these things and, 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 and look at the direction that things are going. And you said something else very intriguing. I just loved it. Uh, you, you, uh, in one of your messages, you referenced the Tower of Babel. Babylonians are taking over America and we are Babylonian-esque. And yes. it, was, it was really fascinating. Can you explain a little bit of that? Yeah, sure. Um, the, the Babylonian system contr- uh, contains three legs. It contains, uh, and you can read this in the book of Revelation 17 and 18. Uh, it contains three major legs. So I call it the, the three-legged stool of Babylon. And it is economics, 
Um, it is politics in reference to the kings of the earth, and it is obviously religion with the whore of Babylon. So those are the three legs, uh, economics or merchants of the world, the kings of the world, and then the religion of the world. Right now, we see all three effects happening all over the world. It's not just regional, it's global. And so the religion of this Babylonian system is lawlessness, which means it's a 180 compared to God. So if God says something's good, the Babylonian system says, no, this is evil and vice versa. And so right now with the wokeness, I would say that anytime you study wokeness about this social justice movement and all the things they want, that is Babylonian. There's no doubt about it. And the, it comes under the umbrella of coming together in unity. That was part of Joe Biden's speech. He kept talking about unity. Well, the Bible talks about unity, but you can only have unity if it's based on truth. And so they want unity at the expense of truth. And then the, the economic system that Babylon will form, obviously, is a global cashless digital system, it, it appears to be. And it will tempt, it will tempt the merchants and the kings of the world because of the abundant luxuries it provides. So right now what's happening um, is that big government and big corp and big tech are getting together to rule the economic system of the world. That's happening as we speak. So the formation of that leg is happening. The religion is happening. And you know, obviously the kings and, and of the governments want it to happen. And so, the Babylonian system is here. It will be the system that eventually Antichrist controls and, and rules the whole world through, basically. So the system is now being set up. It's here. And any student of Bible prophecy would be able to see it uh, in a clear manner. But that being the case, you know, back to the, uh, the other point about uh, how, how can you change that? Well, if the Babylonian system's here, it means that's how close we are. And there is no changing the Babylonian system. The Babylonian system has to be destroyed by God in one hour. And it happens in the tribulation. So, you know, if we try to fight the system per se, I'm not saying not be salt and light, but the system's not going away. Um, it's satanic. And therefore, um, the principle in scripture is to leave it. Well, what do you mean by leaving it, Brandon? Well, if you remember Sodom and Gomorrah, it's the days of Lot. He was removed prior to it being destroyed. In the days of Noah, um, you have uh, like Enoch being removed from the flood and Noah going through it. But the point about this is before judgment comes on the system, the believers will be removed. So we're not here to fix it. We're here to stand our ground, be salt and light, and do the Great Commission. And then eventually, when God's ready, he removes us from the system, is, is kind of the point I'm trying to make on that. The, the, I think that's the best explanation I've ever heard from a, a book of Revelation regarding this Babylonian system that you read about in Revelation chapter 17. And you have the kings of the earth, and the, just uh, chapter 17, chapter 18, I think also. Uh, yes. Yeah, chapter 17 and 18, you Both look at that. Uh, but that brings me to another question. I'm going to get okay. a little bit out of order here, but you got my mind going so many different places. <laughs> so 
I look at 2020 as being the great setup yes. for what is coming. You've taught about the great reset. I've talked yep. a little bit about the great reset. I'm sure viewers have heard about it. And then there was, well, if you talk about the great reset, you're just some kind of conspiracy nut. But that's <laughs> actually what they, these, these elite leaders, are planning. They, they talk about it. You can go on their website and read exactly what they say they're going to do. They call it the Great Reset, don't they? And they what, what is it, for those who don't know? Yeah, they, they, they certainly do. So it's a lot of conspiracy if, if the person you're accusing of, of, of doing it is saying it and saying what they want. So you can listen to Klaus Schwab from the World Economic Forum. He'll tell you all you want, all you want to know about the Great Reset. So it's not us making up conspiracy. So that's the first thing that usually gets leveled at us is that uh, they want to shut us down uh, about this. And you see this on the, the national media that anyone brings up this, they just immediately shut it down as conspiratorial. But as you know, they have been meeting in Davos for year upon year. And the World Economic Forum has come up with their website and you can go there and anyone can check it out and read exactly what they want to accomplish. What they want to accomplish is exactly what the Bible says they will do. They want a, a global currency, they want a global government, and they want all the nations to come underneath this global government. And they're going to do it through these, what you wanna call fake crises, like global warming mm -hmm. and uh, the pandemic and use those things, and they have said this, to get their will accomplished, and they 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 said it this last year that through this 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 the China virus, they were able to get a lot of things fast tracked that they would normally not be able to do um, very quickly because of the shutdowns, and and so they're using crises to get these things accomplished, and and what it what it entails is this. I mean, on a practical level. The longer we're here, more and more control will be taken away from the individuals here in America and around the world. I mean, so much so that they're going to tell you how much you can eat. They're going to tell you what you can eat because they, they are definitely against eating meat. Mm -hmm. They are vegetarians a lot. and They're pushing vegetarianism and they want to eliminate cattle and, and eating meat. They, they're going to tell you what they're going to do to regulate your house and what temperature you set it at. They're going to tell you. Um, based on your social score, where mm -hmm. you can work and where you can't work. Um, it, it comes down to regulating every facet of your life. And I'm telling you what, if you don't play ball with them, then you're going to be marginalized. You're not going to be able to function in that society. And this new society they're creating is supposed to give us, get the phrase, peace and security. Peace and security. Which comes straight out of the Bible. Straight out of the Bible. So uh, you, you mentioned several things that, that viewers hearing this for the first time, or maybe even a few times now, would think there's no way it's ever going to happen that way. It is going to happen exactly like that. I've read Agenda 2030. Uh, you look at yeah. the Trans-Pacific Partnership that yep. is now going to come back to life, the Paris Climate Agreement. Climate yep. All these things are included in there. And the Bible, you, you mentioned meat, and I always found this fascinating. First Timothy chapter 4, I know you're really familiar with it. Mm -hmm. Now, the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times, 
some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, which I believe that's where we are even in the church, speaking yep. lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron, I think we're there, forbidding yep. to marry, which we are there, yep. and commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good and nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving. So you Bingo. mentioned, yeah, you look at that and you think, so Paul writes this close to 2,000 years ago. Yep. And I'm wondering if he was thinking while he's writing it, he knew it would happen. He knew God was telling him. And yeah. you look, you go, everything you said, you can read what they tell us. That's what they're going to do. That's the direction. Listen, I've been on this, this vegetable kick because my, my uh, little sister made me because she said I was getting <laughs> way too out of shape. And I, I agree. And I, had, you know, I need to take care of my health. It's been great for a week. But the problem is that this is demonic. These, yeah. What is it's one thing to do something for your physical health, but this yes. is a spiritual thing that is really happening, and it will be pushed on the people where you can, uh, where you can live, where you can't live, what you're going to do with your property. You aren't even going to own any property. That's um, right. And even being a vegetarian, and of course, buying or selling. You look at the, the talk of the vaccine. Um, what's your thoughts on the vaccine? I don't know if you want to get oh, into boy. it. You don't have to yeah, get into well, all you, of it. You, you're hitting the nail on the head to, you know, because they, they see the ownership of private property that, you know, uh, as wrong. But they also see, too, that you do not have a right to control your own body. Because if they're going to go to a universal health care, which they want to do, then they feel they have the right to tell you what you can do with your body and what kind of foods you're putting into your body. And they're going to make it a spiritual thing. That's part of the Babylonian religion that you're you're saving the planet by not eating meat or something like that. And and then that kind of, that that turns into a spirituality thing for most people. People think wearing the mask right now is a spiritual thing, and they think that taking the vaccine is a spiritual thing because we're quote unquote saving lives. Well. It's funny how the Babylonian system changes mandates into a moral issue. So I've been accused of not wearing the mask. I don't require anyone to come to my church wearing a mask because I'm unsafe. I don't care about people. I must want people to die. And so therefore, then I go to the vaccine that you asked about. And see, they're telling us now that you don't have a control. You don't you shouldn't have the right to tell you what you could do to your body. We're going to tell you what you can do to your body. And we're telling you what's best for you in society is to take a vaccine. Well, here's the deal about that. I have a personal right to, to accept it or not. I should. But at the end of the day, just some food for thought for people that are wondering about the vaccine. It's not FDA approved. It hasn't been tested properly. There has been adverse reactions from the vaccine that's proven over and over again. And by the way, if you try to search that, it's buried now on your search engines. You really have to know where to get that information of people getting Bell's palsy, mm -hmm. of people dying from it, of, of people passing out, actually people getting the disease itself or the virus itself by taking the vaccine. And by the way, uh, most people probably are aware that um, the the Hall of Famer, 
um, who just recently died, Hank Aaron, um, was he died after receiving the vaccine and he developed upper respiratory issues and he died. Now, they buried that story and they don't want anyone to know about that story. But why is it that he died of upper respiratory issues after taking the vaccine? Well, what we're finding out is people who take it, that's what they start developing sometimes. They actually die of the disease itself. My point is this. If someone's going to take a vaccine, please understand that the government has said that you cannot sue these, mm-hmm. these entities if you take that vaccine and have an adverse reaction to it. That's unheard of. That's why there's testing so that you don't sue people like Johnson and Johnson and Moderna and other things. And so my thing is, I, I, you know, it's a gray area about vaccines, but I don't know if I want to go poking myself with something that has been untested, not FDA approved, and then I can't have any recourse legally of how I'm going to react to it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's very fishy. Yeah. And, and so my thing is a Christian has to think about that, decide what they're going to do. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not yeah. too fond of it, man. I'm not either. I don't like any vaccines, especially one that hasn't been tested anywhere. And you know what else shows you something's wrong is you and I having a conversation like this can get us censored. I mean, well, we, I'm, I'm in YouTube jail as we speak, Tom, for this. Yeah. I'm, I'm and they, to, they told me because I went out, I, I, I went against the protocols of the World Health Organization. That's why I'm in YouTube jail. So we'll, so. See, we'll see if we both end up in jail tonight. That's right. <laughs> so I, I looked at this. Okay. So I, years of doing teaching Bible prophecy, I remember years ago um, hearing about Bill Gates and yep. other individuals who, they were real specific. I read comments that they made, statements, paragraphs, pages that were written about statements they, they made for depopulation of yep. the planet. Um, the current Pope has said it many times. It's much harder to find those statements now. They seem to be disappearing from the internet. But I look at, you know, I, this is my concern. Uh, I, I'm sure some of our viewers have, have, have taken the vaccine. I'm very troubled by it. Um, and, uh, but I look at it and I, I just, uh, I'm not comfortable with it for all sorts of reasons. And I do believe spiritually with the vaccine, we're being set up also because we're, we're now told, well, you're not going to be able to travel. Every day there's yeah. a new, something new we hear about that's going to happen. In Israel just this past week, um, something about you got to have a green pass now in order to have freedom. Uh, yep. If you don't have the green pass, meaning the vaccination pass, then you're, you're only going to be able to, I think, go to the store and then go home. So yeah. this is going to spread the rest, pretty much the rest of the globe, especially yeah. places like America, the UK, um, over, I think it's Australia or New Zealand, uh, where you have the tighter lockdowns, um, Europe. Uh, Europe. Um, so we're going to watch it spread. Um, China does their own thing already. and But I look at it as a spiritual thing, a preparation in my mind. This is preparing us. Satan's very crafty, way smarter than any human beings are. Yeah. I believe this is all preparation leading up to the mark of the beast, because it's going to be yep. a real easy step for people to make pretty soon. Well, you weren't able to travel before. Look, we're able to travel. We got the shot. And then another shot. We went through another lockdown. We survived it. We just do what they say. Oh, yeah, we just worship this guy here. Look how incredible he is. It seems yep. to me like it's a, a setup for, for what is coming. 
Oh man, you're totally right. It is, it's social conditioning. And if they can get millions of people to wear a mask when it's already been proven that the mask doesn't work, well, how easy will it be later on when the Antichrist is, is having all kinds of miraculous signs and wonders in front of people saying, take my mark, or, and then your life can return back to normal. It, it's a pushover. I, I always thought when I studied prophecy, I'm talking about 25 years ago, when I first started studying prophecy, I thought, how in the world are they going to get people to take a mark like that? It's going to be, you know, forced. I'm, I'm thinking, no, they're going to beg for it mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> because they've been socially conditioned to look, take the vaccine and your life will return back to normal. Take the vaccine and you can travel to Israel. We'll let you come into Israel mm-hmm. or wherever and your life can return back to normal. And I think that's how they're going to sell it. And it's working. Mm-hmm. Tom, it's it's not like this is a hypothetical what you and I are talking about. Look at the last year. It worked. They were able to shut down churches uh, mm-hmm. across the globe and 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 restrict travel. And, and, and people just kind of just laid over and said, OK, I'll do what you say. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the ultimate in social conditioning. And what I think what what's really helping this is because people fear for their lives um they fear for their health and they're using that against people and i i think it's working and i think they're going to continue to do it look what they're saying now another virus is coming mm-hmm. we're going to have to stay in more lockdowns yeah another virus, i don't know when yeah. does it end right that and then we're hearing more and more about the climate laws that are coming in yeah and i've heard talk this past week how well the lockdowns work to control the climate right. <laughs> now this is hilarious they're saying it and we're watching like the greatest freeze the united states has ever been in right now yeah. but there's but they're trying to sell it and the weird thing is people will believe it they will believe the lie you can look listen people can go to the cdc website and read the facts Instead, they just listen to the news and yep. the, the, the narrative that's out there. You can actually get some real facts from the CDC. It's unbelievable. It's possible to get them. And they'll support everything that you're saying regarding, regarding the, the, these, the disease and, and everything we're hearing about it. So we have more lockdowns that are coming. Um, we've had, uh, what do you, we don't have a lot of time left, but um, with, we've watched these race, race wars develop mm-hmm. i think it is purposeful to yeah. to divide and conquer or to uh, collapse america because yep. as you said america is i've told people america as we know it will not exist there's no way it will be subject to this uh this new global system that's coming um, yeah. and you already said that also so when i see what's happening with the race wars i don't think for a minute it is actually about race I think they have made it that to get people to hate each other and to bring in more chaos and confusion. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You're totally right on. Um, when the Marxists and communists and globalists couldn't, they, they figured out that they, they, they tried class warfare in America and it didn't work because of the free market system. And so they had to go back to the drawing board and what they came up with as well, we'll divide America according to race. Now, this is very interesting satanically. Satan knows we're a melting pot. Satan knows that America was based on immigrants coming here and becoming Americans. And so he's actually used our greatest strength mm-hmm. against us to divide the races. And, and it's worked. It really has worked. They have finally found something to divide people over. 
And so that's why you have BLM and, and all these different uh, identity politics that are going on in America. It's the simple principle that it's not race, it's the principle of divide and conquer, which Satan knows how to do supremely. He'll divide a family by dividing conquer. He'll divide a church by dividing conquer. And he's done it to America through the fake problem of race. Mm-hmm. And so you're totally right, uh, Tom. That's what's, that's what's being perpetrated. And it's a lie. It's just a lie. Yeah. It is. I, I look at what's uh, happened in China, the social credit system there. Um, uh, you, you probably uh, taught on it several times too, but over the last several years, speaking with Don Stewart and uh, some of our other colleagues about uh, the social credit system, I remember three years ago saying what's, what's happening in China is going to be exported and the rest of the world's going to import it. Wherever you have somebody that wants to have dictatorship control, it's going to be imported and it's going to be, uh, it's also going to be greatly improved. Um, it's going, uh, so you look at what's happening in America right now, I see it all going that way. And at the same time, um, what do you see w- with, uh, with the direction that the, uh, what's going to happen with Christian America? What's your future? If you were to work it out, uh, we don't know when the rapture is going to take place. Yeah. So if you were to work it out one year, five years, uh, 10 years. I mean, please come quickly, Lord Jesus. Yeah, but, right. <laughs> but it, yeah. as you see this progress, and it's progressing fast. I mean, yes. in one of your messages, you you laid out how fast it progressed as soon as uh, Biden became a president. I'm sure you saw the videos where they're asking him, he's putting papers in front of him to sign, and what am I signing? Don't worry, just sign yeah. it. You know, know. you're looking crazy. So he, he, but you talked about how fast these things are happening. So let's Let's work it out. One year, five years, 10 years. Uh, we don't have a lot of time, so you don't have to talk for long on it. Okay. Uh, but uh, go for it. Well, the closer the rapture is to the tribulation, the more we're going to see and the more we're going to experience. Mm. That means that it's going to start off with what you're seeing now, soft persecution. Soft persecution is calling us names, uh, censoring us on Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube. And that's called soft persecution. Then it will move into legal persecution. And then there will actually be laws levied against Christians, whether it's church attendance or the kinds of things we say, it will be illegal to do certain activities as a Christian. And then the third level, if it gets to this, is actually hard persecution, which involves jail time. It includes physical um, it, this is when you start seeing physical persecution, like in the third world, where it happens like in Iran or China, where the churches have to go into hiding to protect themselves. Now, that's the stages right there. There's three stages. Right now, we're in soft, and we're looking in the Biden administration to start getting legal, and then after that will come the hard. So they're going to make us persona non grata in this, in this mm-hmm. society. We will be the problems. And so will the Jews. I hate to say that as yeah. well, but they, the Jews and the Christians will be the problem yeah. the longer this goes on. And I also look at it this way. Ultimately, the target is Jerusalem yeah. and, and uh, Satan's going to do whatever he can to conquer Jerusalem to eliminate Jesus coming back. It's not going to work. Right. But I look at it 
he's got to, the Christian is a problem in order for him to fulfill his plan. Uh, America, it looks like, okay, he's got that, but now let's deal with the Christian problem. And then it's pretty much game over at that point. It is. And and basically, it appears to me that he will eventually go after the remnant. And once he does that, I'm not saying this is a sign or anything, but I'm just saying that then um, God God is going to remove the remnant at some point in time. I mean, yeah, we could see some hard persecution, no doubt about it, but he's not going to go. He's not going to be able to fully eliminate the remnant. Yeah. Um, just like he won't be able to fully eliminate the remnant of Israel in the tribulation. Yeah. They yeah. survive. One third of Israel survives. And so that being said, at the end of the day, God is basically going to tell the world, I'm taking my people home. Amen. I'm done. I'm done with my people being a light to you. We're done. Um, and now you deserve the tribulation. So you, the, the people you wanted out of this world, I will give you your wish. I will just take them home. Amen. And you can have the Antichrist. I love that. Hey, listen, we're out of time. Will you close close out with that? That was a great word of hope right there. Any final words you have for everybody, all of our viewers? Hey, man, right now is a time to put your roots in deep theologically. Because if persecution is going to come, those who survive and don't compromise in persecution are those who have deep roots. And I, I reference that in Matthew 13, the parable of the soils. Make sure you have deep roots uh, for the days ahead. Amen. Uh, that was great, Brandon. Thank you so much. I you mean, it just really was a blessing. Thank you, everybody, uh, for watching. Uh, and until next week, if we're not raptured, we'll see you back here. God bless. And remember, when you see these things begin to take place, begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads. And lift up your heads with joy. Lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. God bless. Amen. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.